0: The following sermon was delivered by senior pastor, Reverend Dr. Scott Black Johnston in the sanctuary of Fifth Avenue Presbyterian Church in New York City. We welcome you to worship with us every Sunday in person or on live stream. For details, go to FAPC.org. And now here's Reverend Dr. Scott Black Johnston. Throughout the season of Advent, right up until now, Christmas Eve, Dr. Ryan Jackson, Dr. Patrick Krieger and the amazing Chancel Choir of Fifth Avenue Presbyterian Church have treated us to the very best and most incredibly moving music, and I'd like to take this moment to thank them. Ryan Jackson for doing the Coventry Carol right before I have to preach, you are in so much trouble. Let us pray. God of wonders on this holy night, light the path for us. Grant to us, O oh God, Amid all of life's jump scares and bewilderments, a moment of peace. Give us the courage and the wisdom to pause right now, to set our feet flat on the floor, to take a deep breath, and for a moment to focus on this story, your story, our story, tonight's precious sacred story, amen. So this past Tuesday, I received an email. Like so many late December emails, this one wanted me to make a purchase. It started by pointing out the very few shopping days left in the season. And then it oh so helpfully offered a way for me to escape holiday disaster. The succinct banner across the top of the email conveyed all of this in just three urgent words. It said, avoid Christmas catastrophe. The headline was compact, it stimulated concern, and it offered a solution, avoid Christmas catastrophe. I laughed, but I did not buy. (laughs) Instead, the advertisement got me thinking. It put a peculiar holiday truth in front of me, and the truth goes something like this. Something in us likes to flirt with the prospect of a Christmas catastrophe. Whether it be at the hands of that miser Ebenezer Scrooge, or Rudolph's malfunctioning nose, or or those inept thieves in Home Alone, we like to tell tales in which Christmas verges on failure. We tease ourselves. This precious moment could be stolen by a Grinch, perish the thought, or maybe not. The roots of our discomfort, our seasonal catastrophizing, run deep and dark. What if something bad were to happen during the season of hope? What if something awful were to wreck this and every Christmas? Here, our tradition reaches out and takes our hand. Don't let those twinkly lights get you down. God is ready, it testifies. God is ready for our deep, dark worries. I say this because Christmas has always verged on catastrophe. Consider the backstory. As Luke tells it, a command issued by the Roman government compels the people of Judea to pack their bags and travel to ancestral homes, everyone must be counted and taxed. The timing of this edict hits one couple particularly hard. She is nine months pregnant. Road trip to Bethlehem was not on her birth plan. The challenges faced by this couple don't stop there either. On arrival, they learn that every spare room in town has been booked. And then, her contractions begin. He rents the only space he can find, a stall in the corner of a barn. Her eyes glance at the grubby surroundings. This is not a place that either of them imagined having a baby. Luke gives it to us straight. Christ's birth teeters on the edge of catastrophe. And down through the years, 2023 years, Christ and Christmas have maintained this precarious vibe. Christmas arrives in the midst of turmoil, through wars and famines, and an incalculable number of personal tragedies. Christmas has never waited for everything to be calm and bright. It just comes. This year's no different. We wind our way toward Bethlehem through a landscape that some characterize as perma-crisis. Our hearts worry over the health of the planet. Fresh images of violence and human cruelty tromp through our heads. People whom we love struggle. We struggle. We stand at the entrance to heaven's barn, shouldering heavy burdens. We we arrive at this humble stable, hoping for relief for escape, trying to forget how fragile everything seems. And then what should return our humble gaze there nested in straw? More fragility. Fragility incarnate, and this is the strange good news of Christmas. Instead of magicking us out of travail, God enters into it with us, Emmanuel. The Gospel of Luke tells us this shocking truth by by zooming in on Mary, Joseph, and their luminous baby. The the Gospel of John conveys the same truth by zooming out. On Christmas Eve, John goes big. He pictures a, a cosmic clash, the eternal struggle between light and darkness. To engage this Struggle, says John. God is going to enter our catastrophe-making world. God is going to speak a word for us, a, a poem, a, a promise that will put on flesh and, and walk around amongst us. This word is, is heaven's embrace and, and, and God will not wait for everything to be perfect before embracing us. John puts it like this the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not overcome it. Now, curiously, unfortunately we may think the gospel does not say the light came into the world and the darkness, well, it took one look at the light, it turned tail and ran. No, that's not what it says. Like Luke, John refuses to sweep humanity's troubles and travails under the cosmic carpet. John tells us the truth. The light came into the world and the darkness, well, the darkness just kept doing its thing. (laughs) With one important distinction. The darkness could not overcome the light. It could not, some translators render it this way, it could not even understand the light, make sense of the light. But we can, we do. We understand what it means to live in a world where light and darkness twist together out there and in here. And in all this, Christmas stands ready to embrace us. In his famous hymn, O Little Town of Bethlehem, Phillips Brooks gave voice to the welcome God has prepared for humankind. Recalling his own visit to Bethlehem on Christmas Eve in 1865, Brooks wrote, the hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. Can that be possible? Does God meet our hopes and our fears? When, when heaven's light comes, does, does it have a chance in this catastrophe spawning world? at making things somehow less dark. Have you ever read the Metropolitan Diary page of the New York Times? Anybody? Good, good. I find it to be the most smile-inducing section in the paper. It comes out every Wednesday if you want to get in the habit. It's a collection of brief encounters submitted by local New Yorkers describing life in the big city. I want to read to you an entry that was submitted by Isabel Walcott in last week's diary. I was headed downtown on the two train when a college-age girl sitting nearby began to sob. I moved over to sit on her right side as a woman sitting to her left began to comfort her. The girl said she was overwhelmed with anxiety and on the way to see her therapist, a man sitting across the way offered her an unopened cold soda, which she accepted. There we were on the train, four of us together, one of us in crisis. The situation seemed so precarious that I skipped my stop to stay by the young woman's side. We offered her encouraging words in low tones. It it seemed to help. Then we reached Wall Street, the last stop in Manhattan. Preparing to get off the train, I asked the young woman if she was going to be okay. As I did, the woman on her left said she needed to get off and the man sitting across from us said that he felt bad because he also needed to get off the train. We all asked the young woman if she was going to be okay. She nodded, but sniffed. The three of us stood, hesitating as the doors opened. Suddenly then, a woman swooped in from somewhere down the car and sat in the seat that I was vacating. I got her the woman said, smiling. I love this story. It's filled with that peculiar New York goodness. (laughs) Strangers who act with surprising empathy. They don't make everything better, everything perfect, but they do exhibit solidarity. They kindle candles of hope amidst the darkness. And that, my friends, makes this Subway story a Christmas story. Deep down on this holy night, I think we know what gets those angels singing and those shepherds sprinting. (laughs) It's the one who refuses to stay at home at a safe distance. It's the one who will not, who cannot avoid Christmas catastrophe. It's the one who swoops into the midst of our fragile, messy lives, softly saying, I got you, all of you. Merry Christmas. Amen. May you be blessed this night and every day of your lives with heaven's light. May you take comfort knowing that whatever shadows surround you, the Spirit is rushing on angels' wings to stand alongside you to light a candle that the darkness cannot overcome to whisper this night's truth to you. Christ is born. God is with us. Merry Christmas. Amen. We hope this sermon has been meaningful to you and given you a measure of hope, encouragement, and good news. If you would like to make a donation to support this audio ministry, please visit FAPC.org give. Thank you and blessings to you on this day.